Warning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Warner Podcast. Having my own car doing it. Uh, you know, again, because it, it does have that small town feel a lot of ways, and which is awesome too. That's one thing I do love about being back in the States. But these days, these days, I actually found uh, I found the release. Like I said, I've been doing some online teaching with uh, these Chinese students, and I don't get annoyed as much anymore. If someone finishes dialysis on a Friday, and then they're supposed to be picked up Monday morning to go to dialysis, and if they're not picked up, it's a it's a problem. I mean, they can it can be an emergency room visit, or you know, possibly. The car literally flipped over uh, right around Sapodon. They flipped right the fuck over. Hit that. Uh, Little median in between the, the road and the bike path. You're, 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 you're tuned in to the Chang Waner, the social media podcast for Chang Wan City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott and D. All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Chang Waner podcast. Once again, I'm Scott, sitting across is D. D, how's it going? Good, man. I'm excited to do this, uh, this new kind of podcast we got. This is the first, pretty much the first. Skype podcast from an actual studio. We tried to do this from our house before, but this is much better. Yeah, so this week via Skype, we've got Jason Brevson here with us. Blast from the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Where are you now, Jason? What what, what part of the, the, the world are you in? Fort Collins, Colorado. And it's like, so it's like 15 hours difference from Korea? Yep. Yep, we got about eight fifty-two in the AM. Uh, yeah, Tuesday morning. So yeah, you guys are what eleven, almost eleven or twelve? Yeah, almost twelve. It's like ten to twelve right now. <laughs> That's cool, man. So you you you've been gone for about a year and a half. Is that right? Yeah, I left last July. So year and a half seems like like I told you before before we started. It seems like it's been a long time. Yeah, well, I've seen big changes of you. Like you've been, I can tell that you're happier, man. I can tell that you're happier, just from for sure. Just from the posts you put on, they're they're really positive and stuff you have going on 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 Facebook and stuff like that. I've been really enjoying it, man. You've you've got, got some good stuff going on. Cheers. Yeah, I think that's much. It's not so much where I, the location it is, just changing the mindset a lot. To be honest, man. Yeah. Um, age, where you know where I'm at and stuff, and just a choice to be positive and to look at the world in a different way. Um, you know, I'm still pain in the ass. My fucking, I drive my family nuts and shit, but, uh, but just doing it in a positive way, yeah. you know, and, and it, it's huge. Um, I feel bad the last couple of years I was in Korea. It was, uh, it was a little difficult. I was probably a little tough to be around at times, I imagine. Um, but you know, uh, New, new, new place, new beginning, uh, and my family's been amazing. Uh, Jung, me, and the boys have been phenomenal. So, so it's been good, man. Yeah. So, so what are you, what are you up to right now? We talked about this before, but tell everybody else what's what's going on with you. Yeah, just uh, well, <laughs> again, it's one of those things where it's been the, one of the best years I've had, best year and a half. But that's you know you're looking at again how you look at it, right? Because changing careers, moving across the world, uh, being out of work, probably six months. I mean, I applied for like 50, maybe a hundred government jobs, not an interview. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the qualifications and I'm just like, okay, 
So I took a job as a, I worked at Tynan's Kia. Uh, so I, I sold Kia cars for a while, <laughs> about six months. I was wondering how, um, that, how that went. Yeah. I was curious. It was cool. about I mean, I didn't, I didn't do commission. Like when you first start, they give you an option to do commission or do a uh, salary. So the salary is as much as like maybe two and a half million one a month. And then you get a little bit extra if you sell cars and stuff. And, um, and, uh, I sold like 10 cars, 12 cars a month, but it was cool. Cause it took the pressure off and I could just do it my way, which was, I was, uh, you know, I, I, we're supposed to like bring an offer and then they would say, you know, okay, we can't do that much. And then you go back up to, to the front and you act like you're negotiating. And, and I would just be honest with everybody. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go up and back about three, four times. Just pick a bottom line price of what you want to pay bottom line monthly and just, just work with people. Be honest with them. It's a huge purchase and people appreciated it. Yeah. No, uh, no, no honey. New manager, dick in, yeah. Not so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> the new manager after a while. And I think they may be sending like a secret shopper on me. And, uh, you know, again, I would just be honest with people. I wasn't trying to fuck over the dealership. I still sold good amount, of, but I just wanted, I didn't want to be a salesman like that. Like, you know, Hey, here's the tricks. Here's the, yeah, you so, don't want to be cutthroat kind of guy. No, I mean, you just want to be honest with people, man. Again, yeah. the cars sell themselves. Kias are fucking awesome cars. Mm. Uh, 10 year, 100,000 year warranty in America. Uh. I mean, top related safety. I mean, you can't go, I'm selling fucking Kias now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I did that six months, got canned, um, which was awesome. I walked out, I was like, see ya. <laughs> um, took I applied for more jobs, did all that shit, and um, finally I saw a job for a mobility driver for Yellow Cab. Right, and there's not much Yellow Cab up here. There's almost, I mean, compared to Korea, dude, there's no taxis up here. Yeah, uh, it's insane. No, so just to, just what what's what's more popular, Uber or is it Yellow Cab? And is Yellow Cab just the normal take you to one place to another type driver? Yeah. It's, it's like 50, 50. They also do a lot of this medical stuff, um, that we're, that I'm going to start doing. Um, they do it with untrained people. I mean, again, I do, and I don't want to badmouth a bunch of people, but it's just, it's not the way it should be. You have a lot of independent contractors who can either pick people up or not pick people up. And you can't have that when you're talking about people with disabilities and seniors who are mm. waiting to go to, you know, important medical appointments or whatever. Yeah. So I'll get back. I'll tell you about that in a sec, but, the. So I took the job at Yellow Cab thinking, okay, uh, a mobility driver. And about two weeks into it, I was loving it. Uh, that's when I bought my big purple car because I told my wife, you know, this I'm, I found the thing that I love to do. Um, and, you know, picking up people, people are like, really? You love that? But you get to help people every day, which is awesome. But about two weeks into it, I, I had an incident. One of the ladies I was driving, they didn't properly put her in a wheelchair um, underneath her blanket and stuff. It's like the hospice's job and the dialysis clinic. And we were about halfway home and she started slipping out of her wheelchair. Uh -huh. So I had to pull over, pick her up and help her get her back into her chair. But she was paralyzed from chest down. So it was difficult. Yada, yada, yada. Um, awesome lady. But I tore my bicep tendon in my elbow and in my shoulder. Yeah. So I ripped that out couple weeks of, you know, swollen, couldn't work, blah, blah, blah. But I got back to it actually a couple of days and I got back to work. Um, it was awesome. I loved it, but I could see there was major problems. So after seeing like, you know, people not being picked up on time, people being left at appointments and, you know, it was just, it was bad and it still is. So got together with my wife, my dad and some other people and said, let's, let's do something. And so, so you're making now your own company to do the same thing, right? 
Yeah, except we're not going to be a taxi or an Uber. What what we need in, in, in this for this kind of thing, I mean, think about if it's your grandma, yeah. um, your sister, whoever. Somebody would if you if you have certain disabilities, yeah, a taxi's fine. You know, and we need in, in in this area in most of America, it's so rural, you need a lot of help. Uh so you need a multitude of things. We need to raise the standards mm. for everybody. because uh, there's not a lot of sensitivity training, there's no multicultural training. You know, the, a lot of the taxi drivers are just, you know, it's a, it's a, per, it's a temporary job for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to be a permanent thing because the growing population of elderly and people with chronic disabilities is huge in mm-hmm. America and growing mm-hmm. and they're not really addressing. It's like, I think the national budget for this kind of transportation is like 0.02% of the Medicaid budget. <laughs> It's just crazy. You have yeah. all these amazing things that they set up to, for people to get better and just, you know, to help them with their illnesses or can, you know, and then no way to get there and right. create a situation where it's even more stressful and more, you know, yeah. so anyway, um, did that it was awesome. So we decided to open the company jumping through some hoops right now, but, uh, we're getting close. I mean, really close, uh, hmm. you know, and super excited. Everyone, we, you know, it's killing me not to drive, uh, because it really is one of the best jobs I've ever had, for sure. Mm. So mm. that's it. Uh, that's inspiring. Because like we were talking about before, I I want to come back to the states at some point, but I just don't know where I could end up and where my wife would be happy and what like that. What I'm saying, you know, Fort Collins, dude. Fort Collins, yeah, it could For, be in the I'm telling people when I tell people about the drive, I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I used to- I used to be a transporter when I was uh, yeah. eight, 18 years old. I used to go to to patients' rooms in the hospital and have to take them to X-ray and surgery and physical therapy mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, we had to be, and this is my question I had for you before. Do you have to get special certifications like CPR and first aid when you, when you're doing this kind of thing? Well, and that's, that's a good question, man. That's why we're doing this is right now. No, right now they don't, they, we, when I got a job with yellow cab and I was hired specifically to do mobility, yeah. um, we had to, I had to do like a 10 hour online training course, which covered defensive driving. Uh, and then we did a couple of days of another guy showing me how to, you know, lock in the, the, the wheelchairs and stuff, which were decent there. Yeah. Um, and they're really good now. Like the, the technology is awesome, but no, there's no sensitivity training. There's nothing. Uh, what we're going to do uh, for sure. CPR first aid for sure. Yeah. Uh, and beyond that, like, uh, I'm, I've been, you know, I'm trying to encompass it as like a grassroots thing where what I'm learning and I've learned a lot, man, there's been awesome people that have been so helpful and so like, giving of their time and their knowledge. And it's like, you, you kind of have to be a spoke in the wheel, right? This is healing. This is chronic uh, care. And again, not being picked up and not knowing if you can be there. Think about when you're a kid, the big thing about getting your license is what you have freedom. You control when and where you go. Yeah. This is being stripped away from people. And now, and especially in a lot of places in America and especially in this area, people don't know who's picking them up. They hope they're going to pick them up in time, but, chronically over the last 10 years, people get picked up two hours early. Uh, someone will show up, come on, let's go. I'm busy or not be picked. So it's this, it creates this like cycle of fear there. And I give a, the example of someone who is on dialysis Yeah. and uh, I have some good friends that I've met at the dialysis clinics, really nice guys, but you finish dialysis, dialysis three times a week, recirculating all your blood for, you know, people that don't know it's, you know, I had no idea about it and it's tough. Um, but someone finishes dialysis on a Friday and then 
they're supposed to be picked up Monday morning to go to dialysis or something. If they're not picked up, it's a, it's a problem. I mean, they can, it can be an emergency room visit or, you know, possibly other serious complications. If that happens on a routine basis, it really starts playing with people. Yeah. It starts making them very, very anxious and stuff like that. More, it increases more problems, more, more medical, medical problems and stuff. Yeah. I've met people that have quit. Mm. They've quit taking the rides and started driving themselves. I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah. so yeah, that was huge. Um, and pushing us towards, towards doing all this, um, and just getting to know people and, and not just the people that ride, but family members, uh, caregivers, the people at the hospices, the people at the hospitals, um, everybody, you know, it's just, it's something that can be changed. And with a little bit of will and a lot of, you know, effort and stuff, it's something that can be changed with just some common sense and some drive and some compassion compassion <laughs> courtesy yeah what's, all that yeah. what's the population there in the area you're in in fort collins in this in what we're called larimer county we're about 150,000 100 uh, okay and yeah, that's a, right and that's a big you're talking i mean a lot of people are concentrated in fort collins and loveland which are the two main cities in larimer county but it's a big area so you know you have people that live quite a ways out that need rides and and stuff and then you have Weld County, which is right next to us in our sister city, which is Greeley, Colorado, which has a huge population of people who uh, who are who are need services and stuff. And you know, again, you have you have like forty cabs that cover the entire area. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about it, probably an area as big as Changwon, Busan, and uh, Chine, like that. I mean, it's a big area with. 40 cabs. Yeah. And like eight or 10 mobility vans. That's wheelchair. That's pretty much how much they're in Sangnam Dong right at this moment. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's insane. I I still get a big, big difference. A big difference with Canada anyway, in taxis, like people don't use them because they're a little more expensive than than they are here. You know what I mean? In Korea. Well, they're so spread out, too. You got to go further distance usually as well, right? right? But it would cost, you know, to go from Changwon to Masan in Canada would cost you a hundred bucks. Same here. So people don't, just don't (laughs) use taxis, so there's not many around. You have to call to get a taxi. Yeah, same, same. Same in the States. You can't walk out. I took a taxi once. It was about... 20 minute drive from uh, where I was staying down across the river in Kentucky. It was 20 minutes. It was 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The rates are tough. It's like two, three fifty to get in and two fifty a mile. Yeah. That's or two twenty five a mile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I drove a few people to the airport from here, which is like 55 miles. And we just had a standard rate of $150. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you know, wow. Uh, have, so, you, yeah, have you ever was, tried Uber there? Have you ever tried Uber? Like No, I, as, I never did. As never as a driver or anything like that? Nope. No? Um, I thought about it, but then I got the mobility thing. Yeah. Um, the problem with Uber here too, uh, or for me with Uber is, again, accountability. Hmm. I, I've just read two or seen a few stories where, and again, cabs aren't that much better, but at least there's more accountability. They have to go through a background a little bit more of a background check. At least you have to meet somebody with Uber. With Uber you mean, yeah. it just, 
No, Uber, you have to go through a background check too. And, and you yeah. do have to go through a background check, but yeah. I, I don't, do you have to, are you formally interviewed and stuff? No, you're not. And, but, but the I, thing is, is, um, they have a better, um, accountability than cabs because you can, you don't know whose cab you're stepping into. With an Uber, sure. you step into a cab, you, you've got a, a prove, a, 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 a rating. Everybody's got a rating. So, you know, it could be like, uh, five stars with 500 so it's not rides. Just ratings. It's they, comments. They, they know yeah. who the person driving is, but they also know who the person getting in your car is. Yeah. So if yeah. you if you mess Not up the like car, taxi, you know yeah. I mean? If you mess up the car, whatever, then you're accountable as a as a passenger. Whereas in a taxi, if you mess up the car, you know nobody. If you throw up on the car, then you have to pay run. a three hundred dollar um, service puke uh, fee. Yeah, puke fee. Really. <laughs> yeah. And if the guy yeah, if the like, guy runs, they know who it is. Yeah, and then you're automatically just you charge anyway. And for me, the Uber thing too was before I started driving cab. At least a cab is visible, so if someone, you know, I was more like I didn't like anybody riding the front with me until I got to know them. Like some of the people that I was driving to their medical appointments. Yeah, it's a bit weird for me. Them. It's a bit weird. But for yeah, me when, too. I, when I was driving regular or you know whatever, I'd always and people would ask me, "I can't ride in front," and I'm like, "Uh, just for both of our safety and you know yada yada yada." Um, but I was like, yeah, I don't want anyone in the front with me that I don't know. So with Uber, it's like with my car and it's a small, we're, we're not a huge city. So you, I would imagine you would get to know people like mm. doing Uber. Yeah. And some of the people I drove like in the cab, I was like, man, I'm glad I'm in a cab and it's not my own car and my own. Yeah. Cause people get clingy and shit. Like, I mean, I would drive some ladies that had DUIs that were in like fifties and sixties and divorced and <laughs> nice ladies, man. But you can tell there wasn't a lot going on in their life. And it was like calling me all the time. God, so, I do. Do you don't watch this, the show Ray Donovan? Do you? I, I saw the first season and a half or so. Uh, awesome show. I just watched the latest episode and the, exactly what you just described happened to one of the characters in the car. <laughs> yeah, he was, hitch- he was hitchhiking and, and this uh, 60 some year old lady picks him up. And he's like, Oh, Oh, I'll just drive you to LA from Las Vegas. Sure. I'm going there anyway. Not. And then she yeah. pulls over to the rest stop, pulls her pants off. And she's like, she looks down and she's like, it's not going to lick itself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't fortunate enough to have anything like that happen, but no. Um, Funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, no. So having my own car doing it, uh, you know, again, because it, it does have that small town feel a lot of ways, and which is awesome, too. That's one thing I do love about being back in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been to like 20 uh, uh, city council meetings and met, you know, just being able to be a part of the really be a part of the community and understand and interject. and. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, uh, which I didn't because of my laziness. I didn't get in Korea. So. Well, I mean, it's just difficult to do too because it's in a different language and you don't understand everything that's going on and whatever. Is that is that your hometown that you're back in now, or kind of man? Kinda um, close, I went to school. To I went to college here for like from ninety one to ninety nine. Um, yeah, that was just a four year degree, uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, I lived in I lived in Rochester. I lived in uh, Buffalo. I mean, my dad was an IBMer, so when I was a kid, we moved around a lot. And then, so I, in my twenties, I lived here. But okay. so I'd call town for sure. Right. It's an awesome place, man. You guys got to come what are, anytime. Uh, what are some of the biggest differences, let's say, from when you left there to when you went back this past year? Weed is legal. <laughs> yeah. 
Weed is legal, brother. Colorado, yeah. yeah, it's Colorado. Yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry, that's, man. But that's, I'm that's telling the you. biggest difference. That's a big. Uh, that's a huge difference. Though. That's a huge fucking for me. That's a, <sighs> most like yeah, not a big deal. It is a huge difference though in the sense of like DUIs are down, revenues are up, murder I mean, we're like murder rate is down, plus. violent crime yeah. is down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, across the board, it's fucking helping. Education um, is up. Yep. Yeah. So besides that, uh, it's 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 cool that way where it's pretty similar. I mean, the city's grown a bit. There's more houses in between, you know, the towns, but I don't know, man, it's, uh, for me, open space and stuff. And especially after 15 years and being in a, you know, in cities and in like in Korea, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome that way, but differences. Yeah. The weed is the most, <laughs> that's the biggest difference, Scott, for sure. Okay. You seem just a bit more, a bit more chilled out than before. <laughs> Uh, it helps, man. It, helps. it isn't me. You should see my wife, man. I, it's awesome. Like she was, she's always been the rock in our family, and like the the one that would pull me back when I get all giddy like a kid and like oh, let's do it. You're just like okay, but uh, and like you know, my boys are getting older. They're my, my oldest. Malcolm's gonna be a freshman in high school. Hmm. Who? Uh, he's, he's the wrestler, right? He's the wrestler. Max is Max is Max is Max is, he's in eighth grade. Okay, all right, yeah. How's but, his How's uh, his record this year? What do he do? Well, on JV, he did JV was like eight and zero with like seven seven pins. Oh, Varsity was zero and one and got ragdolled, but he didn't get pinned, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but he's but, doing good. I mean, just the fact that both of them playing sports, and I think they got straight A's pretty much. Uh, they're like, Dad, school's a lot easier here. <laughs> Which was cool. Hey, I'm and like, hey, no hagwons, no hagwons, really. No, no hagwons. Uh, they all, they both play sports. Most, you know, they Malcolm played uh, football and baseball. Max played football, wrestling, and baseball. Um, and then they'll get into more and more. It was our first years, and it's been, you know, even though I've been out of work, it's been crazy busy. So mm. the more we're here, we'll get into it more. But uh, might, anyway, uh, you might be bringing a, you might be bringing up a future UFC fighter. Who knows? Well, that's what he does. He's quitting. Max is quitting football this year so he can study jujitsu and uh, we're going to do more wrestling like tournaments and yeah. wrestling and stuff uh, tournaments oh, wow. around because it's changed. That, okay, there you go, Scott. That's what's changed now that you now that I think about it. Sports. Sports. Before it was all like in the community, um, you had different levels of baseball, but everyone pretty much played in the same league. Nowadays, it's like 90% or 50-50. People will play in private leagues and travel around the country. And, you know, they're awesome, really uh, well-managed and stuff. But you got to have big bucks to do it usually, I think. So, and a big so commitment. A big right. It's a, a year-round. It's not like baseball. It's like three months of a year. And uh, playing a normal team sport on a school, it's like a, a year-round commitment. Hitting, yeah. hitting balls yeah. in winter time and stuff like that yep. and everything. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, the, in the commitment time, even like with football, Malcolm this summer has had like two weeks off and the rest of the time he's had either lifting at six 30 in the morning or seven in the morning and then practice for a little bit. And so it's much more involved that way, which is cool. The boy, again, they, they've really done well and really like it. But yeah. I was telling you about Jung real quick, the change and positive and stuff and goofy, yeah. like sense of humor and just relaxing and having, you know, bit more fun even though it's been super super fucking stressful with like money and shit like that but mm. that's you know i tell you d like you're talking about coming back um 
do your research before you come back a bit. Uh, you know, take take advantage of resources you have back here, people you know. Mm. You know, I'm sure like most people, you saved up some money there and shit. But come back with a plan and get a hold of your local small business association or something like that if you have any interest in that. Um, That's a good idea. No matter where you go, you know, and again, like I said, man, you're always welcome to come here and do the best job ever. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. You but, said, uh, you, said you, apply, you applied for a bunch of different government jobs <laughs> and they never yeah. called. Probably because you're flagged. You probably saw all the documentaries <laughs> and shit you've been watching over the, over the years in Korea. And like, I got to run real quick. Pro- I'll be back. Probably, man. I need to. I need The whole uh, social media thing is kind of funny. Um, especially being this old and trying to do it. It's like half of I'm like, am I putting out too much stuff or, yeah. you know, who knows but, what they're watching, but yeah, uh, and it, no, it, it's weird that way. But anyway, at least you, if you stay positive and keep pushing forward and stuff, it's like, Hey, you know, um, you know, you just keep got to do what you got to do and, and, and it'll end up fine. Cool. So for the, the, Few people here that don't know you. Let's talk about Korea a little bit. The, all the people that don't know me. The, besides me, me and D here in the room, but yeah. When when did you first come to Korea? I got to Korea in '99. Uh, Ooh, hello, 안녕하세요. '99. '99. Yeah. So, like when I when I got there, dude, I had no cell phone. I got my first cell phone in Korea. Mm-hmm. flip phone okay uh that's and that's when like getting them really small was good yeah that's all they had back then actually yeah the flip phone yeah that's true but they were like the flip and there were the different kinds of flip like the slide or that but it was pretty it was funny um 99 and then um so i was there until 2015 i left january like i don't know 13th of 2015 so you're in the Changwon area pretty much the whole time all the time yeah we lived uh Sangnamdong, uh, Bongokdong, a few different places. Lived in, uh, where are the towers? Where's Austin live? Uh, Aqu- Aqua Tower, yeah. Aqua, Aqua Tower. Towers. That was my favorite place to live. Uh, so but, when, you, uh, when you first came here, was it just accident of coming to Changwon or? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it was, it was the only place that offered my, uh, no roommate. You could, uh, offered like a studio apartment with no roommate. So what 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 brought you here the first time? Like, were you looking just to get out of the states, or? Yeah, good question. Um, my aunt is Korean, actually. Um, on my dad's side, my uncle went to Korea like in the eighties and worked for Nike. Okay. And I, I met her when I was young and got introduced to kimchi and stuff and didn't really like it and all, but but it was interesting and I loved teaching. So Korea was the easiest to get a job. To be honest, uh, I applied for like eight jobs and. The one in Changwon, in Changwon, like I said, it had a studio, no roommate, and I was older. Like I was 27, 28 when I went to Korea. Yeah. So I didn't want to be 28 and move across the world and have roommates uh, that I would drive nutty or would drive me nutty. Yeah, so I was, I was in, the, I was in the same same position. I came here when I was 28, 29. Definitely, okay, yeah. Definitely not going to live with anybody. I came here <laughs> a few years after you. I came here in 2001, so... Two years after you? Yeah. You've been there a long... Well, yeah, because I was there right at the... Same time. Been uh, there a long time. So you got here, Changwon, you didn't pick the city, you just picked a job kind of thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because back then, uh, getting information, you know, you had Dave's ESL, which yeah. is still awesome, so, but yeah. we didn't have any Chong Water, that's for sure. I mean, you guys are doing fucking awesome work, man. I love seeing all the stuff that you guys are doing. It's uh, great. He does all the work. I just, I just support. I just support. <laughs> you just take the glory. No, no, I just, I help him with the podcast. Uh, the the thing that for me is kind of like my my thing is the market. It's it's been good, um, just to be able to have another avenue to. Um, you know, we've been helping out an orphanage here, uh, which has been pretty awesome. Um, That's awesome. And from just, the time it, I was in Korea, there was uh, there's always been people like you know, not always, but there's been people that have been helping out and doing stuff like that, which is I think it's one of the great things about living there, man. I loved living there for a long time. Yeah, it, until it, I went nutty. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the best. It's the it's the longest place I've lived outside of America. I've lived other places. I've lived like uh, six countries, but this is the longest place. And it's, I mean, there's some annoyances here, of course. You know, fucking driving here is like the most biggest pet peeve is my fucking. But these days, these days, I actually found uh, I found the release. Like I said, I've been doing some online teaching with uh, these Chinese students, and I don't get annoyed as much anymore. You know, I I, I think before I just was bored here. Sure. Um, gotta keep yourself busy. You gotta keep yourself busy and interested, right? Yeah, like you say. Well, it's like I mean, you guys doing podcasts, and you know, like you said, with the market, and and there's always more. I mean, you know, there's always more you can do. Uh, that's one of the things. Like right now, like, and that's one when I was driving before for people, it, it really makes a huge difference when you when you put all your effort into the other person mm. about helping other people, doing you know. I didn't get upset when I would drive. I wouldn't get annoyed. I mean, it always brought out the best in me because you, as soon as you get into your mind, like, okay, like getting on the road there is one of the most frustrating things I've ever done. But I'm interested to go back to come back sometime and try with the same mindset that I have now, where would I get as frustrated? Cause as soon as I get in the car now, I'm just like, I'm not in a hurry. Mm. I'm not getting, you know, someone does something crazy or something. People do stupid shit over here too. I mean, you mm. get enough people. That's what I've been learning too. It's not Korea, man. It's Korean just, drivers, in, yeah, right, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you get in a city and shit, dude. You drive down to Denver when it's busy, and people lose their fucking minds. People will not let you in. Mm. I signal, and I'm like, this is. I'm like, holy shit, it's not Korea, man. It's mm. fucking busy cities. Yeah. Now, again, Korea's got younger drivers, and it's a newer culture to that. And you know, there's other issues. I'm sure we all know, <laughs> but. Well, the driving test here is a big joke. You know, I took the. Yeah. I actually had to take my driving test here in Korea. And it's just, it's a big joke here. It yeah. is, you, you are not, you, you, anybody can go take it. You but don't have to be that trained. Being, that being said, you did fail it, didn't you? I did fail it, <laughs> yes. But you know why I failed it? You know why I failed it? In my defense, because I didn't look over my shoulder on the right side to see if there was a motorbike, a motor fucking bike coming off the sidewalk when I'm making a right turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I won't that we could it's have, a, have a, a whole podcast joke. on my driving I, I experience. Pass. Oh my God. I like, yeah, I, I saw the, I just saw like last week, I saw a car. I didn't see, I was two, probably two minutes before, um, it happened when I drove past. Car literally flipped over, uh, right around Sapodong. They flipped right the fuck over, hit that, uh, little median in between the, the road and the bike path, probably texting or something like that. And then just, it lost its, it, the wheel totally came off, flipped right over on its, on the, on the top of the car. Yeah. Ouch. Happens here. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've noticed... Aren't people playing Pokemon Go while driving back there, or what? 
Uh, <laughs> probably, man. I see people on their cell phones all the time, so... They're probably playing that game. I don't mean to sound stupid, yeah, but I have no fucking idea what Pokemon Go is. I can explain it, because I heard uh, Red Red Band explain it. Oh, uh, Brian Red Band? Yeah. Uh, and what, are you going to give me the Brian Red Band answer, or are you going to give me yeah. a legit answer? No, this is a legit answer. All right. It's basically using your phone to uh, use the real world to interact in a game. Uh, so... They're using Google Maps. They can use the entire world, and they're placing... I don't know how Pokemon works, to be honest. But they're the placing game, it in the virtual they're, world? They're, they're placing, yeah. placing objects around the world, and people go out and find them. In the virtual world. Churches are gyms. So if you go to a church, you can fight other people and build up your character, which is weird. I don't know why they pick churches. <laughs> Sounds a little Highlander-ish. And people are just going nuts over it. Uh But the reality of it is uh, Google's got people going around recording the inside of their houses every inch, and they're collecting all this data. Yeah, that's the weird. So they're going to know absolutely every every square inch of the planet within inside and out. Pretty much uh, convinced that companies like that are the evil alien race that's just collecting the So if there's the an data. area on Google Maps they don't they don't have mm. they can just oh there's a some Pokemon shit thing mm. over here and people run seems like they're kind of seems like they're mapping the world right through yeah. just through game we think are games and shit but yeah but they're it's not, crazy how yeah. we just walk around with these recording devices and you know, everywhere we go, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and now with and now, games like that. Now so. they're legally recording all these. Yeah, because they yeah, allow the us to. The entire inside of your house, you know, kids playing it. And yeah. Outside. Scary shit. Hey, I was going to, you mentioned about the accident, uh, you know, you saw in Sapodong where the car flipped over. I was going to mention, man, here the accidents are insane because you have people driving a little bit faster and yeah. you have all these massive trucks. Like, I can't believe how big the trucks have gotten like straight out of the uh, factory. I know. I know. Then like, have you ever been like in a middle lane where two trucks are on both sides of you? It is fucking scary, man. Absolutely. It feels so like you're going to get sucked get under. Yeah. Well, here's the great thing in, in America now these days with people with uh, diesels, mm-hmm. right? A diesel truck, they put some special muffler on it so they can build it up and then kick out this, like about a five second big black of cloud smoke. Black smoke. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, but it's like a cool thing to do for kids eighteen to thirty. What in like a car or a truck? In a truck, in like a diesel truck, like a like when, a Dodge trucks, diesel or something. Trucks, like that? trucks go by. We used to do this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm talking like mm. a regular like pickup truck. Okay. Right. Pickup trucks are huge here, but right. they get like they're mad. They're like four doors. They're about eight feet tall at the at the hood. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're insane, and yeah. they come with these huge like. Uh, Turbo diesels, and I mean, it's just crazy. Just uh-huh. they'll blow out like, like I said, five ten seconds of black smoke for nobody knows why. Would you say you had reverse culture shock going back? For sure. Yeah. Sure. And it didn't way? take long though, yeah. you know. And I'm not one to buy into culture that much, you know. The whole win in Rome thing. Uh, I'm I'm fifty fifty on that man. Mm. Uh, I think you should, you know, you, you respect everyone and respect culture and stuff. But at the same time, you are who you are. Right. right. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be, and I've never wanted to be just, you know, I just want to fit in or 
I figure if you're doing the right thing, you believe in what you're doing, you, you know. So I had I had instances there like um, it was a couple of years ago. I went to my sister's wedding. It was uh, she got married in Hawaii, and I I was like, oh man, I'll just order like I'll order this this and this off the menu, and everybody will sit and we'll all share with each other, and it'll be fun. <laughs> and I ordered this this and this, and everybody's like, you want a bite? You want to have some? They're like, no, nah, I'm good. Or I'll have a, a little bite, and they take it's just a little bite, and then I'm sitting there with three huge meals of food. <laughs> like what is yep. going on? Or or shaking people's hand, you you offer the, the two hands together, or to put, touch your elbow, and people take are my shoes at, off everywhere I go. He's like, "What are you doing? You can keep your shoes on." Yeah. Yep. No, it's funny that way for sure. Like, and, and especially like small, like other like small stuff going into like uh, Mexican food's really big here. Mm. So we have like quadobas, and you know, I'm, when I left, it was Taco Bell. You know, you go to Taco Bell, you order a couple bean burritos or beef burrito supremes, and you're done. Now you go in there like what kind of what kind of uh, brie or what do you call it uh, tortilla do you want? I'm mm. like uh, good want? kind, <laughs> and there's like six kinds of tortillas, four <laughs> kinds of beans, four kinds of. I'm like, I just want a bean burrito with some meat and cheese, baby. And, uh, what kind of cheese we have? You know, so stuff like that is kind of fun. You know, it's and that's kind of fun about uh. you know like about traveling, right? You got to learn again and. And stuff like that. So it's kind of cool that way, but definitely culture shock that way. Yeah. Uh, personal space. Sometimes I catch myself like getting up too close on people. Uh huh. You can tell they're like looking at you like, <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some things that we do that we don't even realize we do, right? Yeah. For sure. Uh, For sure. So you're, um, you're in the cars, right? I saw some, fo- you're in the cars. I saw some photos of uh, some old cars. For sure. Car show? You went to car show? show? Yeah, we've been to a few, man. That's awesome. They have a bunch of free ones. They have like get togethers where people just rent like a parking lot for the weekend or a day. They have like, Mm. it's called cars and coffee. Yeah. So yeah, I went on a little nutty spending spree on cars. Uh, Not anymore. My wife's giving me the evil eye right now. (laughs) I Uh, I think that's the different. One of the differences, like there's just more community about America, right? Stuff like that. Well, for car, like, yeah, for outside kind of stuff, but it's different. I mean, again, man, that's one thing I miss about Korea is there's like, like when we go to dinner here and you see families hanging out and having dinner, everyone's kind of quiet. Like you said, everyone's got their own meal and you, you know, there's a certain, like, you got to be quiet at a restaurant. Mm. If someone's really loud and then everyone looks at, but dude, think about it. When you go to eat Samgyeopsal or whatever in Korea, it's, it's like fun being, yeah, time. Yeah, people are yeah. having fucking fun right they're 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 going off right they're they're yeah. they're yeah Very- whether they're drinking or not drinking or even if the you know, it's just a lighter mood everyone's kind of it's kind of and it happens seven days a week there mm, yeah it's true that's true right so that part is really cool you go to a restaurant here it's like going to a fucking mortuary most of the it's, time that's people true. Just like, it's, uh, every, nobody everybody's afraid to just let loose right for sure yeah. uh the cool thing is you go like the summer here, man, they have, we have an old town. So you have like free music on the week weekends and people, you know, the more laid back and type of hippie kind of laid back people here will go and hang out and it's fun. Um, free. Everyone's kind of chill. That's where it does. That's where it's kind of cool is nobody really oversteps too much either. Where after a few cocktails are not in your face going, Hey, where are you from? Where are yeah. you from? Yeah. Out, you yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, mm. but it, you know, it's kind of chill that way. But, uh, but in general, man, there's there's a lot of things about Korea and like things like that where being back here for a while, you're like, wow, it's that part's not quite as fun or that part I really kind of miss or, you know, so 
like when you're saying coming back and, you know, I think no matter where you're at, stay busy. Like you're saying, you know, the busier you are, it just days go by. It seems like time goes by faster and slower at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like getting up, I get up now at like four thirty-five in the morning, take the dog for a walk, have a whole, you know, kind of routine and stuff. And by one o'clock, you know, I've had a, you know, I'm going moving into day, like almost day two of my day, yes, which yes, is awesome. Yeah. Yes. You know, and then I try to, I try to get to bed at like nine, eight, nine, uh, depending just cause I learned the importance of sleep. Uh, yeah. but, uh, there are nights I don't go to bed until midnight one, but dude, I'm up every day, seven days a week. It's fun though. Four thirty-five, Yeah. Yeah. Between four thirty-five, you know, Where but is- uh, again, it's just, it's a, it's a good time. So back when you're in living in Korea, you're more of a night owl, obviously. <laughs> Usually, I'd be going to bed around four thirty or five. Yeah, you're getting you're going to bed at the same time you're getting up right now. Yeah. So uh, you're you're a big poker player. Have you found any games around town, dude? I, to be honest, I quit playing poker too. You did? I quit playing poker. I quit doing like fantasy sports. Quit watching TV for the most. I'm old, man. I got old and boring really fucking fast. To be honest, my kids are like, Dad. But you're what happier. Happened? You you're happier. You've lost sure. a bunch of weight. You're, you're, yep. you're, you've got a big, you've got an aura around you now. Whereas before you were, you were the guy that everybody loved, but you were a bit, you're a bit grumpy. <laughs> so yeah. No. You quit, yeah. You quit watching Just, TV. Really? For the most, man. I mean, once in a while I watch Netflix, I'll pick something like I watched uh, making of a murderer. I watch Joe Rogan. I watch a lot of podcasts as I'm doing stuff. I'll have Rogan on or Tim Ferriss or whoever, you know, just positive shit. You know, trying to learn, trying to did talk, you, watch, you know. Did you watch the new Netflix show, Stranger Things? Stranger Things? Yeah. I haven't. Check it out. I'll check it, it, it out came out last, last weekend. I watched the first episode. Oh. You, you might, yeah, if it you, came out I, recently, I think, no, I, think, I haven't I think seen you'll it. like it because it's, uh, it's fun for, you're around my age, so it takes place in 1983. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, we're not on cool. cam- camera anymore too, Big J, so if you want to do anything, cool. you're cool. Well, and D, you were saying before too, dude, like, uh, you know, being there and doing like, uh, you know, being on the computer and downloading and stuff. And, mm. you know, I, I did the exact same thing, you know, after a while I was downloading shit loads of stuff and, and it's, you know, again, it's a way of filling the time, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not like, uh, like I can, I can't read a book here in Korea. I can read the uh, fucking uh, the internet all, all the time. And I do all the, every day, every day. I can't read a book here. But I don't oh. know why. I it's just I get I get preoccupied with something else. But if I go to America, I can read a book no problem. I don't know what oh. it is. Or if I go somewhere else, like on vacation That's or something, weird. I can read a book no problem. It's just I'm there's always something buzzing in my ear. Here. I know. I know why. You're gonna say a joke, aren't you? No. Why? Because the books here are in Korean. <laughs> that's a fucking are, joke. That's a that's a Scott <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. You called it too, D. Uh, uh, every time Scott goes, I know why. <laughs> I know exactly what's coming out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's you know, again, it's how it, mm. like it's funny because here are, I've been reading less like uh, novels and stuff that I would do in Korea. Mm. But again, I mean, it's just being outside more and having a backyard makes a big difference. I think going, being able to go outside and not, and have some privacy and, or going to a park and being able to run around and not have. And again, I miss in some ways people being super friendly and, but we all know that after a while you're like, just, I don't want to say hi anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, that part's going to a grocery store, dude, where it's empty here. Empty. 99% of the time you walk in, you're like, are they closing or, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that kind of stuff. It's just on a day-to-day basis. You're just like, okay, a little bit more relaxing. And- I think that's why I'm just like, uh, why I, I need, I need a bit of calm about around me to be able to relax to the point where I'm able to focus on something external. And I'd say a book is a little bit more external than the internet. I think the internet pulls me into a little bit more an internal world. Um, sure. I can't really focus here. Could be access. To books? There's a fucking shitload of books here, man. Yeah, but you've got a accustomed to access of whatever's on your mind right on the second, you know. That's I mean? true. I mean, you shit. just like the phone, everything like that. I can just get right on the phone. I, I tell you what, I, I like sure. my phone. I use my phone to actually make money these days, but I would throw it out the fucking window. I mean, if if For if, sure. it, if, it, if it was a choice between A or B, okay, A, you can be happy, or B, you can be happy. Oh, I'd just kick the shit right out of the fucking window. Yeah. Honestly, whatever. If someone told me you could have, like, if I could have fuck you money and like move wherever I wanted to, dude, it'd be up into the hills in Colorado, not far from here. Nice big place. No fucking phone. You know, phone when you, I mean, I love having access to computer and learning and stuff, but dude, on a day to day basis, no. To me nowadays, being outside, especially, you know, again, it, it, it means a lot. TV here, being back and seeing the commercials and shit and all that, it, it's, I don't want, again, I just, I won't watch it. You know, <laughs> that's, it drives that's, insane. So, that's for me is the most, the, the most insane thing coming back to America and watching commercials. It's like, mm. Mm, yes, you can take uh diphthoria for your, uh, <laughs> for your, uh, your sleep deprivation. Uh, oh, sleep, sleep. Okay. But it might cause uh diarrhea. Uh, heart palpitations, irritability, depression, suicidal thoughts. Happiness. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back. Like, I, I love the ones that are like, it might cause diarrhea. It might cause constipation. <laughs> might cause euphoria. Might cause suicide. Like, what? Could you cover all your fucking bases? And basically, they're like, anything could fucking happen to you, man. You take the shit, it'll definitely stop what you're looking for, but. Dude, your ass might explode on you. We can't guarantee shit. It's entertaining. It's, it's entertaining insane. for the first few days. Though. For the first few days, yeah. But then after, yeah. if you're living there for a year, no, no, my god, fuck. It's 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 overwhelming. Like oh, overwhelming. Like it, oh, America. I think that's why I like living in Korea because I don't understand half the shit that's going on here. I can understand everything that's going on in America, but it's so overwhelming that I don't want to understand it. I like you visiting, visiting back home in Canada. Like where my parents live, it's, it's tiny, like nice, right on the bottom of Newfoundland. There's not many people. There's nothing there. There's not even a corner store. You know, That's man, cool. Like, That's you really gotta, small. You, you, you got to drive forty five minutes just to get to a town type thing. Uh, but, that sounds uh, good, man. Yeah. My parent, my dad's in the cars. He collects old cars. He's buying, oh, really? buying a new one maybe this coming week or so. He's going to either... What's he, uh, how many does he have now? Like six? I don't know. No, no, Seven? No. He's getting a... Oh, you got to send me You got to send me some pics, dude. 64 or 58 Thunderbird. Not, 64 or 58? Sure oh, one okay, yet, okay. Though. He's uh, going to Probably see the both of them. That's awesome. Thunderbird. He goes in car shows and stuff, usually with his Mustang. Oh. Thunderbird's a oh, that's the one that had a fish fishtails on it. Sixty four and a half Mustang. Sixty four nice. and a half Mustang. It's the first, first, first Mustang. First one. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Do you like cars too, Scott? Yeah. But uh, what's your dream car? Sixty-three Porsche convertible. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, nice pick. My dream car. I'm more. I'm. I'm in the classic cars. I like more like the Christine style looking. Nice. Christine was what a, is that, like a Chevy, 57, 57 Chevy, wasn't it? Or something? I don't think it was a Chevy, though. I think it was a Ford Fair. Or a, it might have been a Chevy. I've got a picture of the car I want. I think it was a Ford, though, for some reason. What was the you car? Might be, you're probably right. What was the car? You I, I'm just guessing. 57 Chevy is always just yeah. the, the, the throw out. Yeah, 57, that's pretty I, I, That's pretty recognizable. It's a little, I think it's different than a Chevy, 57 Chevy, but yeah. awesome car, though. Uh. A Bonnie and Jack. No. I was... What was uh, it? Yeah, a Chevy. Bel-Air. Bonneville? Yeah, Bel Air. Was, was it, it a Bel Air? I don't know what it was in Christine, but the car I want oh. was a... Mm-hmm. Oh, you want a 57 Chevy? Yeah. I'll send you a couple pics of the one... I saw a couple killer 57 Chevys at some of the car shows we went to. Nice. That's a nice thing, too. Like, those are... You know, that's a lot of fun getting out and doing stuff like that. But again, very, very tame. <laughs> Everyone's very calm. And yeah. My parents are always into going to car shows. That's awesome. You're not going to be able to see it, but I want a car like. Yeah, it's too bright. Yeah. What kind yeah, of car is it? Oh, take a picture and send it to him on Skype. Yeah. Well, I'll take a picture. It's already on my phone. All right, send it to him on Skype. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, um, that's like a. Uh, what's that? That's like a Stand By Me car. <coughs> like one of the cars in Stand By Me. Oh, maybe. You like the 50? Yeah. They're nice. I mean, uh, the 50s. I love, I love everything 50s, so. <laughs> right on. Mm, what's not, the, not um, born, but. here's good fi- a trivia question. What's the car in uh, The Matrix, the Suicide Doors? It's a Lincoln. That's right. That's right. Lincoln. What was the car you got recently? <laughs> I had a when I first got back. I bought a two thousand or at least a two thousand fifteen Dodge Challenger with oh, a yeah, six cylinder, yeah. which was super fast, fun, uh, nice car. And when I got the job as the mobility driver, and we got Jung Mia SUV, and I was like, she was like, yeah, go ahead. And we, I decided to up it a bit, and I got a purple Dodge Challenger that had like a huge ass engine in it, four hundred eighty five horsepower. <sighs> it was ungodly fast. It was awesome. Loved it, but started doing the business and we we're like, yeah, it's not a family car. It's not the best decision. That's one of my giddy stupid choices probably. Um, mm. Well, it's fun that, so she, let, she, that she, she let you try and do that. That's, that's really cool of her. Yeah. She was very, she's been super supportive and pretty understanding. So yeah, it's been, but yeah, the car was awesome. Loved it. They're all, the car culture out here is really fun and you can have something like that and not worry about people dinging it or tight spark parking spots. So it makes a big, and we have a garage. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Right. So that's cool. exactly why we'll never, ever have a new car here in Korea. Oh, my hell dad's, no. Over there definitely used is good. My dad's garage is bigger than their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a car guy for sure. Yeah. But, uh, Anyway, all right, we've got some fan questions for you. Some email questions because, uh, sweet, quite a few of them that we got were kind of similar. So, see the best way of doing this, like James Edrup, James, my man, I miss that dude, and Nathan Roberts both asked a a similar question. So, we'll just start with that one. All right, I'll ask Nathan's because it's worded better than James. 
<laughs> a little bit more articulate, you know, British. So it's kind of a, a dad question, dad-related question. Okay. How, how have the boys found the transition terms of schooling? Would you would would he recommend parents to head back, or would you recommend parents to head back home earlier, or does it? Oh, I can't read it. <laughs> Is it better to get him older there? Uh, okay, I got it. Uh, so, would you recommend uh, for other parents to head back to their home country earlier, or, uh, being that your boys are in their almost teens right now? So. Or do you feel it's good for children to study a couple of years in elementary school before going back? Basically, um, yeah. So would you would basically yeah basically would, would you, you bring the kids back at an earlier age or or you, do you think the transition between Korea and now is okay for them? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it. I really think it depends on the kids and the parents. Um, one thing I would like we for us, we took advantage of that. One of the reasons we stayed in Korea so long, too, was that, uh, you know, my wife, Jomi, didn't have to work and I could work less. So we spent a lot of time with the kids. We made a conscious decision to do that. We didn't take a lot of vacations and yada, yada, yada. But I think moving back younger is probably a little bit better. Uh, in the sense that they can get that transition, like in the teenage years, the boys have done really good. I mean, I'm super proud of them that way. Um, but I could see how it could be a struggle for some people, maybe if, because they're going through puberty, they're going through, they're going from kids to being young adults. And, and here again, you get thrown in with, in high school, you're with kids that are like men, 18 year old kids I've seen here are like men, yeah, big <laughs> beards, yeah. fucking driving jobs. I mean, it's not like Korea. Like you got to imagine Korea high school boys are about middle school kids here in a lot of ways, in some ways. I mean, mm. and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Just uh, uh, experience and the, because the independence in America is so much more. You get to drive when you're 16. My, yep. I, my dad made me work when I was 14. You know, you yep. have a, a lot of different, different. Yeah. It's probably so, more difficult for your wife than the kids actually. In some ways. I mean, for sure, man. Does she have us? Kids, kids it would be scary the first few days starting school and stuff, but within a week, probably fit right in. And just yeah, they did pretty good that way. But yeah, it's an adjustment for sure. Jung Mi's done great. She's met some good people here. There's a decent Korean community here that have been really helpful and nice. And but. Uh, but yeah, on the question, yeah, I would say younger is, at least in America, before, you know, a couple of years before they go into middle school is probably good, I would imagine. It's funny because when, when we were thinking about moving back to America, everybody said to my wife to... What you point to me? I was pointing around. Okay. Uh, everybody said to my wife to join a Korean church because you can... That's where... Yeah, did, you, ahead, did, 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 did your wife do that? Yep. She did? Yeah, yeah, that's where it could be. It's funny, though, because she's like, I'm not religious. Jay, that's what my wife says, too. She's like, I'm not religious. <laughs> but, but Yeah, and most of the people there, I mean, they definitely preach a bit and stuff. But Jung Lee said that most of them are pretty, you know, they've been really pretty nice and pretty welcoming. Uh, and you know how it is. I mean, most Christians are pretty decent, nice people, I would hope. So, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, like these people have been really, you know, welcoming and friendly and stuff. So it's been cool that way. They're probably all there for the same reason. None of them believes. They just want to get together with Koreans and everybody told them, Hey, join a Korean church. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, they say yeah, it's like, if you want to, if you want to find a job, if you're a Korean and you want to find a job in America, yep. join a Korean church. If you want to 
move back to America and find kimchi and doenjang jjigae, join a Korean church. It's just you get- it's kind of like the bars in Korea, right? If you're a foreigner in, in Korea, you better go to the bars and meet people that can help. If you come when Koreans come here, it's like let's go to the church. And it really <laughs> yeah. is about it. it's there. It's where people hang out. Jeremy yeah. has lunch there, and uh-huh. you know it's like that's the place, and it's healthier at least. Yeah. I mean, at least physically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so James had a similar question on how have your kids transitioned from schooling in Korea to U.S., but Wait, he also what's asked... What's transitioned mean, Scott? Church. I don't know. <laughs> transitioned? <laughs> I can also, tell Scott's had about a pitcher and half a beer now. <laughs> he also asked, uh, do you miss chasing the, that flush on the river playing cards? <laughs> Good question, James. Yeah, I do. There's times where I seriously miss playing poker. Um and I just not like I quit. Like I was like, oh, I can't play poker anymore. Again, just making decisions where maybe in the future when I have a ton of money and it's really disposable income, I might do it again. But, you know, fooling myself and thinking, oh, yeah, you can lose. Dude, no. And it's not fun losing fucking money either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn, too, that I'm not as good a poker player as I probably thought I was. So, mm. you know, you kind of learn more and more about yourself as you get older. And uh, and definitely, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not as good, near as good as I thought I was. I'm so, sure you so played you played uh, poker with Wilhelm before. Uh, oh yeah, and and he, he actually won the other week. Holy crap! Like, that's no. like yeah, I was like yeah, yeah. That's, I was like I've never heard of him winning. I just always hear of him like he just dumping his money. He comes close. Yeah, good guy, Wilhelm. Wilhelm, yeah. if you're out there listening to me, uh, <coughs> sure. Hey, Wilhelm, I miss Will. He was we got along well. Oh yeah. Right. A lot of people I miss, man. A lot of people are good, good people. That's one thing I did want to say before we do uh, finish and stuff is, you know, again, man, my last couple of years there was pretty tough, like just personally and stuff. And a lot of people were very cool, very supportive. Um, you know, even though what I know I was not a pleasure to be around in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, big, you know, I'm obviously very grateful to everyone who kind of stuck in there and was like, hey, you know. Well, everybody uh, so, knows you have a good heart, man. Everybody knows you. I try. Uh, I appreciate that. You, everybody knows you're a good guy, man. I, I've never had a bad word with you, man. We've we've always chatted about because I remember the time you came to my my only fight I've ever had, and you gave me your handkerchief, man. I always oh, remember, yeah. I always remember that, man. I was really touched by that. I was I was I thought that was really cool. Um, Jeez, I still have that. I, I still try. actually I still actually wear that handkerchief when I go and train. Cool. That's awesome. Very cool. So that kind of relates to Nathan had another question. Nathan Roberts said, after living back in the U.S. for a couple of years, is there anything you miss about living in Korea? Yeah. We kind of covered that here and there, but so. What's the one thing? What's the one thing you'd say you miss the most? I, I like the sense of community, man. I mean, that's one thing here. It's, you know, when you move back, if you move back to a place where you don't have a ton of people that you maybe grew up with or friends with, uh, you know, I've run into people that I went to high school with and, and here and there, but everyone's got their own shit going on. You know, they're established. They've been in the same place for 20, 30 years. They have kids that are in high school, college that, you know, all weekend they're driving them to X and Y and Z sports and this and that. And it's tough, you know, it's harder to get together and get to, you know, cause people are working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. We're there, you know, a lot of us were doing 20, 30, maybe 40, you know, and there was more free time, a little bit more freedom and less rules for sure than here, man. The rules thing here gets a little bit much I cop know. presence. I and I mean, dude, it's like in a military zone in, in certain situations, but so overall freedom and just 
like that community and sense of like hanging out with people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I look at the pictures, everyone's Facebook there, everyone's getting together and stuff. And, you know, to me, it, I just, it brings back good memories and um, just makes me happy. I'm like, man, people are still, you know, really having a good time and, you know, sharing those kind of things and not just going into their houses or their, you know, little, their own little worlds and shutting down at six o'clock at night. Yeah. People are stuff and experience and <laughs> to be honest that's one of the things that you know, i do miss and would and look forward to coming back sometime and just that shared experience with people where people are about having a good time and hang you know it's just something you don't get as much here until maybe you've been here a while and you know and stuff so mm. for sure that that would be the number one thing is your your wife from Changwon? yep yeah. yeah she grew up mostly in masan Changwon, and she, she was born in jinju all right, so we got we got one last question for you here. Chris, All right, Chris struck it. Struck it. There's a dude I miss. All right. <laughs> so, um, with your new outlook on life and your weight loss, um, your job helping people—if it has somewhat changed your thinking toward religion—I <laughs> <laughs> love Chris, man. That guy is. Golden. <clears throat> I mean, you talk about someone who sticks with you through thick and thin, and man, that guy is awesome. Um, it hasn't, to be honest. Um, I love, I love religion in a lot of ways, man, the fellowship, people getting together, people trying to do good things. It's about positive, man. I just, I, I don't want to limit it or put a label on it or, and I've told Chris a million times, man. I, is he, a, I, I don't I know. Him. Is, he, is he a religious guy? Yeah, but not, he's, he's one of the, he's a, he's the kind of religious guy that, is super easy to be around lives what he you know really lives what he's not preachy he's not like oh you know you're you know again always positive even when i was you know struggling there we played a lot of screen golf together me him and brian lucas and uh chris is all about you know he's older he's got kids but you know the kind of religious where you know he likes to live it and stuff and he's not you know just about talking about it but yeah he always (laughs) he still sends me messages and I'd always told him if I, if Jesus, you know, I just haven't had that experience, you know, mm. I grew up, you know, in religion and stuff and going to church and, but I just don't feel it. I, I think we can do it without it. You know, I'm more of a Buddhist in the sense that I believe we're all brothers and sisters and related. And I want to treat people how I'd want to be treated by anyone. And I want to treat people how, when no one's looking, how do you treat people and treat yourself? You know, that's the big thing is that maybe that's the biggest turnaround is treating myself well and being like, dude, you, you got to take care of yourself and do good things. But at the same time, put other people in front of you of your wants and needs where you can really try to, you know, when it's hard to help people, when it's not easy. Like, and I only mention this because like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I drive a couple of gentlemen home from dialysis that I became friends with when I, when I was working. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I just do it because that's my Friday night now is driving some home at 1030 at night from dialysis. Yeah. And I love it. I get it. I get, I feel good when I'm waiting for him. Good when I drive ed home and he tells me a joke or two and we talk and Mm. it feels good it feels better than i ever did in a bar hammered with buddies singing fucking sweet caroline at four in the morning that's an awesome feeling but it's still not the same as actually sacrificing and doing something for somebody else that you know he appreciates he doesn't have to worry about getting right home anymore he knows i'm gonna fucking be there and he doesn't have to we don't have to call we don't have to text and it's it makes me feel i feel selfish because it makes me feel fucking good Mm. probably better than it makes him feel you know, if that's a different outlook in religion, I don't think you need religion for that, man. I think, you know, if you do, that's great. But I just look at it as 
you know, it, we're just all connected. We all need to do for each other. You got to light the battery or you got to charge the battery before you light anybody else's light, right? For sure, man. Yeah. That's good. I guess. So, I but I, I love I think, Chris, man. Love, Chris has got the right idea. Uh, what people believe in is fine. I'm not into religions in terms of practicing. Uh, yeah. it's, it's all... It's all the um, difference between a belief system and religion, I think. So, yeah, spirit, spirit being spiritual and being religious, and religious is just a bunch of rules and a bunch of, uh, yeah, a bunch of formalities. Uh, that, rules are okay, but well, I just figure as long as people are being cool and doing, you know, because I, I look at like Islam, and Islam's a huge fucking thing over here where I've talked to people I love and respect, and mm. they're like, ah, oh, Islam's evil and Islam's this. I'm like, mm. <sighs> I think people are people, man. You love people, and mm. there's people in Islam, there's people in Christianity, everywhere. People do shitty things. Religion doesn't do shit. Yeah, religion, yeah. like you said, it's a belief. Right. So as it's, long as people, you can believe whatever you want, man. As long as you're down with helping and being cool with people, mm. I, I, for me, I, I can't judge because I don't know. Like Scott, you said you scared about rules. Like, okay, here's here's a real contradiction here: Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. However, but America, who's a big Christian nation, sends their fucking military all over the world to kill a bunch of people. Well, there's what? a lot of weird things regarding the states and other countries they're not going to get into right uh, now. <laughs> well, people have yeah. always killed in the name of God, though, right? I mean, yeah. that's not hmm. that's not country-specific. It's not even historically. I mean, just throughout uh, time, people will find another reason to kill other people and take their shit. I'm just that's saying, how I look at it. It's like, I'm going to take your shit. I'm going to justify it however I need to, whether it's just for freedom or for God. I mean, and that's where I'm just like, really? You know, and again, religion wise, like what Chris is talking about is I think more like the day to day, how people treat people. And for me, like I, like I said, I totally respect Chris in the sense that he lives what he's talking about. Mm. And he's, like I said, he's not preaching. He's the kind of guy that just would ask a question like that, which I think is awesome. It's it's funny. I I didn't even realize the question until I got to the last part. I'm like, yeah. Somewhat changed no, religion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But again, and, and, and again, I, I have a good friend here that's uh, very scientific and, and I wouldn't say he's anti religion. And I, maybe, again, maybe I'm getting old, but to me, dude, I, I just think unless I've lived that person's life and all that, and unless they're being like, you know, they're racist or sexist or homophobic or, you know, and they're using religion to. Pre- Okay, then I have an issue. But if you're religious and you're like, man, Jesus loves you, and I, I'm cool with that, man. If that's what you believe, fucking a, dude. Jesus, I love Jesus too, and I, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to dissuade anybody. I don't want to be. You know, a long time I would always be very, you know, critical or you know, be like, well, how do you believe that? Or now I'm just like, man, if that makes you happy and you're cool with people. Mm. go for it as man. long that's as you're not awesome. hurting anybody else yeah. like, against their will and uh, as yeah, long- you're not using it as like a you excuse know, well, these people are, yeah yeah if you're using it to be positive and be like hey i love people and you know i want it absolutely man because mm. none of us are perfect right i mean shit i've done so many stupid fucked up things in my life man but you know i'm pretty, it's time I'm, now just- I'm pretty close to what? <laughs> to, to what? To Jesus? To Jesus? <laughs> to being perfect? <laughs> to being perfect? I've heard that. I, I've heard I, can't, that. I can't read, but <laughs> we'll start. We'll start <laughs> from there. But I could pass a joke driving test. Uh, where in here in in uh, Korea? You mean joke yeah, driving wherever. test? Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, no, so. I, I, Jay, we're, we I think did, we're we did have some random, yeah. random people just wanting to know how things are, how the family are. So everybody's doing yeah, everybody well. Everybody there, super appreciate it. People, you know, again, I can't wait to come back for a visit sometime. Mm-hmm. Still owe Austin four hundred thousand won. So if he's listening, Austin, I'm coming back to give that to you eventually. Oh, good, good, on you, good I on promise. You, I promise. I told him I would. So, but I mean, I'd, I'd love to see I everybody. Might, I might go pay that off tonight, and then you'll be in debt to me. Dude, if you do it, I'll, I'll send you four hundred bucks as soon as I can. Four hundred bucks. Austin, Austin will four thousand one. No, four four hundred thousand. No, no, yeah, four hundred thousand one. No, I thought you said four thousand. <laughs> I was like, yeah. so, so I was like, Scott, you're awesome, dude. That's great. <laughs> hey, Jay, do you want to you want to give any more shout outs? Do you want to plug anything while you're st- while you're, you're still with us right now? Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, definitely everybody there. Uh, everyone like knows, like knows me from the time I was there again. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody, man. All the experiences, all the patience, everything, man. You guys, uh, you know, I miss it. To be honest, I miss Soon Young too. I haven't talked to Soon Young in like three or four years. So if you see Soon Young, give her a hug for me until uh, I said, I will do. Uh, she's actually coming back to, to Jungan. Uh, I think she's going to open up a, a restaurant here around the area. She was in. Awesome. Uh, Jang Yu for a, a few years and, and she, yeah. just, she just closed a restaurant there. So yeah, we had a rough exit when she sold the bar and stuff. And, you know, but again, man, I, I don't, I wish her all the best. I love, she was awesome. I love her. Uh, so yeah, give her a hug until I said hi and, uh, we'll do, we'll do. back. We'll visit for sure, man. I can't wait. Right. When do you have an idea when you're going to be back? Uh, I don't, man. Probably next, next summer. I'm going to shoot for next summer for a couple weeks at least. With the business going in for a year, hopefully be able to take a couple weeks off. So, uh, hey, good, I'm gonna shoot for summer 2017. Fucking good luck with that, man. Good luck. I applaud your. I applaud you. You're, you're actually your inspiration to people like me who are thinking about coming back, but are a little bit scared to do so. And I, I, like I said, I'm not in the same boat as you are at all. I don't have any kids, and you are actually doing it, man. So I, I fucking applaud it. It's great, man. Appreciate I, it, man. I, you can do it, dude, for I, sure. I, I I don't even know what I could do. What what would be possible, right? <laughs> so, anyway, something to think about. But hey, man, we we hope that you have the best success. And and uh, you could start with uh, studying for driving tests a little more. Yeah, thanks, you. Exactly. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> I could be a driving I'll driver's. Work on, ed- I'll work on my reading. Driver's ed instructor. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you a tutor. Give me a tutor. All right, well, guys, thanks for joining uh, us in the podcast tonight. This is the Chang Warner, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in to the Chang Warner podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.